Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Chapter 5, Paragraph 9, Parakei Mishnah Tet, here in Ethics of the Fathers, Pirkei Avos, with article notes at the bottom. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Shiva Devarim Begolam, there are seven things that categorize an uncultivated person, someone not learned, Vishiva Bechacham, and seven that categorize a wise person, Chacham Enomidaber Lifni Misha Gadomimena Bechachma Uviminyan. A wise person does not begin speaking before someone who is greater than he in wisdom or in number. I wish people would listen to this, especially nowadays generation, especially in our society, but we'll come back to that. God willing. He does not interrupt in the middle of the words of his fellow. Another thing I wish we could talk about, learn about more in today's society. We'll come back to that also, God willing. He does not rush impetuously to respond. Again, let's come back to that. Shoel. He asks questions relevant to the subject. And he replies accurately. He speaks about first things first. And about last things last. The notes at the bottom say, Rishon Rishon, his mind works in an orderly, organized fashion. About something he has not heard, he says, Lo shamati, I have not heard it. Notes at the bottom say, he does not fabricate false sources, nor is he ashamed to admit his ignorance. Umoda ala MS, he acknowledges the truth. The notes at the bottom say he readily admits to an error. Vichilufehen begolem, the reverse of these categorize an uncultured person. So let's go back. There's a lot of good life lessons here that we should really try to think about. I mean, the whole parent, the whole safer, the whole book in general have amazing lessons. That's why I love this book so much. It has great lessons, ethics, morals, and ways to live our life and easy ways to follow the past. But starting with the first one, if everyone would realize that you shouldn't speak before someone else who is greater in wisdom, wouldn't that be wonderful? A lot of times in the nowadays generation, the younger people, for some reason, there's a big lack of respect. My wife sees it, of course, as a teacher with the students, unfortunately, whether it was with the first school with really crazy students or the second school or the third school. That was crazy students and a lot of people that, you know, just craziness that they don't have the right respect and they don't have the ability to speak properly to adults. But in general, we should train our kids and teach our kids and talk to our kids in a nice way. If we give kids respect, they should give kid, they should give respect back to us. If we speak to others with respect, hopefully they will as well. What you do, the kids will see. More than what a person says is what a person does. Kids learn from what you do, not from what you say. You have to do what you say and say what you mean and what you do should count and should teach them what to do so you should also not speak before someone who's greater than you in wisdom and greater than you in years and give people the proper respect especially if they're sagely and especially if they're older don't interrupt someone in the middle of speaking it is very hard for me personally to do this i like to get across what's on my mind before i forget it but really you should let a person think out their words get out what they want to say especially if they're upset especially if they're angry let them say what they need to say before responding let them get out what's on their chest what's on their mind what's in their heart let them speak what's on their mind otherwise you're interrupting them you're interrupting their flow you're interrupting what they need to say and it's not right you got to let them say what they need to say don't interrupt when they're done 
then you could respond, hopefully in a calm, orderly, lovingly, empathetic fashion, especially because that's the way we need to talk and deal with people, God willing, especially for myself, it's good Muslim, that we have to try to do this as well. Don't rush to respond also. A lot of people, somebody once said, if everybody would think before they speak, maybe there would be better conversations and better ability to get around and to interact with people appropriately and better. People don't always think before they speak, but really, a good method, I think I read it once, maybe in, um, maybe in one of the books, uh, maybe on Rabbi Pliskin's book on anger, but he said, before you respond, take a few seconds to think about what you want to say. Is this really what you want to say? Is this really what, how you want to respond? Is this really what you think is the best answer? If you would analyze what you need to say before rushing to respond, that would be really good. So simple trick before anyone asks for your response. But if someone gives you a question, someone gives you some advice they need to hear back, give yourself three seconds or five seconds before you respond. Think about it. Think about it again and say, do you really want to say that? Do you really think that's the best way to respond? And hopefully that'll be a better trigger, a better way to check yourself, a false a false start modification or whatever we call it, in order to have a better response to people. And then also, he adds relevance to the subject. A lot of times, a lot of professors of mine in school, in grad school, in OT school, they were very upset because we would ask questions myself included, totally not relevant to what they were talking about. If they're talking about goniometry, measuring angles of the of the arm, why are you asking about wheelchairs or why are you asking about walkers? Try to stay on the subject in hand. Stay to what a person is talking about. If a person is talking to you and how they're feeling, how they're impassioned against someone, against something that bothered them, why are you talking about the score of the Mets? It's not relevant to what they're talking about. It's not respectful to what they're talking about. It's not proper. Try to stay in the mindset of what the person's talking to you about and stay relevant to the subject. And you'll see if you focus on what a person's talking about and you stay relevant, even if you do this, the psych methods we learned in, in grad, in uh, college about reframing and repeating what a person said and and retracting it back to them in order to accurately understand that helps also you know reframing and restating what a person says shows them that you're talking what they're listening and shows them that you're listening about what they're talking and that's a good way just to try to interact with them also if a person asks you three things then you should speak about those things in that order. Someone asks you, can they come over for Shabbos? Can they bring something to eat? And can they bring a friend? Then you answer in the same way. I actually already forgot the order. But try to stay the order that they say it and answer the order that they did it. It's a nice, respectful manner as well. Because if a person asks you three things and you go backwards, you're also mixing them up. This book is a lot about the proper way in the Derech Hishara and a nice straight path to go about. Because that's a nice way to go about interacting with people. And if you didn't hear something, you could say, I have not heard it. There's so many sages, so many great people in the Talmud especially. A lot of times they just don't know. And a lot of times the Talmud will say, Teku, we have no answer. We have to wait for Elijah the prophet one of my favorite prophets as a side note, he was fantastic and very zealous, but he will come and resolve the conflicts for a lot of the questions in the Talmud because a lot of times they just didn't have the answers and that's okay. The mark of a great sage, a great person is that they realize and they're humble that they don't know everything. A person who thinks they know everything that could answer every question is not a person that maybe we should be getting advice from. If a person thinks he's infallible and he thinks he's better than a computer, he's better than an Ultron machine 
or what have you, then he's not the one. He doesn't realize that he doesn't have all the information. Nobody is perfect. Nobody has all information except for God. So if a person realizes and admits, I just don't know, I just don't have that information, and if you could refer them to someone you think they have, that's a great mitzvah in its own right. It shows humility, it shows humbleness, and it shows that you can admit your errors and it can admit your faults and your slights and that you don't have all the knowledge and that you're faulted, but it's okay. You realize that and you respect the need for their answer and you save them and send them to who they need to go. So the mark of a great person is someone who understands and readily admits, I don't know, maybe you should talk to X, Y, and Z, and that person could be even more respected that person to me personally is more respected because I know that he'll tell me what he does know when he does know it and he'll send me hopefully to th that who has the information that I need and also you should acknowledge the truth at readily admitting to an error as well somebody who's able to admit their error is somebody we want to emulate why is David Amalek the composer of Psalms King David the, the is seen as the paragon of truth because there were other kings like Shaul who did wrong and tried to rationalize and tried to plead and say no 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 and only at the end did he say oh yes I was wrong but David Amalach he sinned with Bathsheba according to some sages not everybody says some people say yes some people say no but right away he said Khatasi I sin he is the paragon of truth and he's still seen as an a, almost an epitome of a king nobody could be perfect because he was the paradigm of, of repentance and we should always admit to an error and try to learn from our ways we could always do tshuva we could always do repentance and we could always do what we have again this uh, this just gives some some ideas on what we could do to follow the straight path here in Pirkei Avos. Join us next time as we move over to paragraph 10, Mishnah Yud in Parakei, here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.